0: Welcome to When In Podcast, conversations around travel, culture and society, where we discuss the places and things that shape the life experiences of locals. Hosted by me, Alyssa. And me, Nima. Hey. hey! Oh, so good to see you, friend. Oh my God, so good to see
1: you. It's been so long. I know. Literally two months. Oh gosh, this Panasonic. sonic. Pandemic, <laughs> all of these things with
0: a P. Pandemonium. I know. Ooh, Piccadilly. Oh, Piccadilly. Piccadilly. Oh, uh, so I... London specific. Ah, yas, yas. Getting with a the theme of our, um, our podcast. Have, um, <laughs> so today we are not having a guest, mm. which we're mixing it up. We're having some nimmer and Elissa time. Yes, yass. And we are going to talk about gifting and reparations. Mm. Rob's chin i <laughs> <laughs> we thinking we should start with a best gift received and worst gift received. Just to oh, kind of yes. do Let's a bit of an icebreaker.
1: That. Yeah. Oh god. Hmm.
0: Over life, the best gift
1: the best gifts are just thoughtful gifts, really. I think I get excited when they're just things I can actually use and that I like. Mm. Um I think most recently I got a weighted
0: blanket. I asked for it.
1: Did but you, they, do you it have was, one?
0: Yes. I ah, got one for Christmas. You were the only person I know. You, would you recommend?
1: Uh, yes. It feels like literally it is wrapping you. I'm, I'm assuming this might be the feeling you get, like how babies feel when they're in the mummy's belly. Oh my God. It feels so good. I, I literally was like, Christmas and birthday last year, I was like, I want to invest more in my sleep. But yeah, the weighted blanket, I think, f- was amazing. It feels great. And plus, I was low-key like, you know what? If I never settle down, you know when they're like, who's going to keep you warm at night? This weighted, weighted blanket. blanket.
0: What an investment. <laughs> oh, oh, So much beautiful. cheaper than an actual human being. Oh, n- n- let me tell you, I ain't
1: got to pay for nothing.
0: Upfront investment. Yeah, and that it just... com- exactly. And it mm. comes
1: with like a summer and a winter cover. Oh, Ah, Yes, that's the one. But yes, Um, I'm loving my weighted blanket, my friend.
0: That is such a good
1: gift. I'm all about like maximising rest and whoo child.
0: I'm so jealous right now. So yeah, that was my best.
1: What was your best
0: gift? I don't know. I'm trying to think and you're saying it and my birthday was just two weeks ago. So I'm trying to think like what today. Yes, yes, yes. And I think. um, I think. One the one thing that I got there was actually two things that I got on that day. Mm-hmm. One was um I got a projector That's and it fine. was on my uh wish list. And um I also got uh my sister like sent me breakfast on that day and I just really oh. liked that. It just made me feel loved because I didn't feel like it was unexpected mm. and she like chose my food for me and stuff. And it was like, nice. Aww. And I was, I was like, Oh, this is so cute. Mm-hmm. And um, thoughtful. Yeah, exactly. So clearly we have a theme. It's thoughtful, mm. but also like self care type items. There's obviously a niche.
1: Oh yes,
0: honey. Mm. What would you say is your worst one?
1: Uh, I did think about this before coming. And, um, to, it's basically when people don't think about what they're giving me when I was talking to someone and, um, they got me a gift and I felt it was a bit too early to be buying gifts for each other, personally, mm-hmm. Um, mm. anyhow. So they got me a watch and it was... What? What type of watch? Yeah, it wasn't like a fancy watch either. That's all I'm going to say. Well, actually, actually, it looked like a watch that they had got from like a market or something. And I was just like,
0: mm. Do you know what's better than Thanks. a shit gift? Is just, just don't no get gift. me anything.
1: Yeah, I will not feel hard done by it. 100%. And I don't even think it was just a watch. I think it got like a watch and a little like bracelet thing, and it just it just looked oh god, sorry Cheap. to say Yeah, tacky. it looked very tacky. hundred percent. And I was just like really disappointed because I was like, Yeah, you shouldn't have done this.
0: It's like when I someone appreciate gets what you're doing, but it gets you like worked up thinking like, oh like I've got this gift for you. And someone says I got this gift and you're like, oh my god, that's so thoughtful, and you see it and you're like Okay, I don't know what the thoughts were yeah, when you were buying this. That's
1: exactly what came to mind. I was like, "What have I been projecting about myself for you to think to get me?" And then they explained because I had I had actually been complaining at the time. This was some years back, and I had been complaining out loud. Oh, I needed to fix the battery on my watch. So they,
0: it actually got me like, a watch. So
1: that was thoughtful. I but feel like you know what would the be choice... more
0: thoughtful is I got you the battery.
1: Yeah, it'll be like oh, like. Yeah, let me fix your watch. I don't know.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: I'll take it to the locksmith or whatever the, the you know. The watchmaker? The, the watch people. Why did I say watch, locksmith? <laughs> oh. But yeah, I'll take, I'll take it to them and get it sorted. No, that was, it was quite disappointing. I was just like, ah. And that was a nice um, indicator that things were not, um, not just that, there were other things as well. I'm not that materialistic, but.
0: No, I get that. that was just like. I get that.
1: It also gave me an idea of like um, their taste in things. Do you
0: uh. know what? Like,
1: I feel like this is coming no, do not a bit, so nice. No, no,
0: ta- no I, I support you in this is because it's not about taste. Mm-hmm. It's saying you are worth something and just because someone gets it for you doesn't mean that you automatically have to be appreciative. Yeah. I think as women there's always that expectation that you have to be, thank you so much for getting this for me. It's like, well, if I didn't ask for it mm. and I don't want it, what am I being appreciative of?
1: This is true. I did tell them that. I did let them know because they were like, Did you like it? I was like, No, I didn't. It was too flashy. And I'm not a. I feel like my personality You're speaks by itself. Elegance. Yes. Yes. Yas, friend. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Swishes fro. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. So that was. I was like, That's what got me as well. I was like, I don't even dress like I like attention. Mm. Do you know that kind of thing? I don't like to yeah. be.
0: Nims is like, when I say understated, I wasn't being like... Yeah, no, no. I, Because I, that's, that's like, what I go
1: for as well. It's like, it might be not too loud, but you know it. So,
0: oh, oh, okay. Hopefully, well, that's what I'm going Nima for. and I are of the belief that wealth whispers and we like to be yes, whispering. Yes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> what was your worst, gift? Oh, you know, you're saying it and I'm like, oh, geez, I don't know if I've had anything like terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I think... Like I've probably, I just can't think of anything explicitly that I'm like, yes, that thing. I've definitely had some shit boyfriends that have gotten me shit that I was like, okay, I hope this is like not, I hope there's other gifts to come because I'm going to have to like <laughs> fake being happy about this. Oh, God. Um, and I think my mum has got me some shit that I'm a bit like, mm, okay. And I also was a bit like you, where I was like, what was I projecting to yes. make you think I wanted this? because i would like to unproject that i would like to take back that projection that's exactly
1: what i think mm. whenever these type of exchanges 100%. happens when like whether it is gift or how someone speaks to you it's just like let me reassess uh, what i'm putting out i would
0: like to reassess <laughs> because like, honestly, i honestly think it's always
1: how people perceive you that's yeah. what they're giving you back yeah maybe not always but like i think in most cases no you, i you get what you're putting out
0: definitely yeah i i agree mm. so we should probably get into it a little bit and define what we mean by gifting yes. and reparations because yes. I think they might mean different things to different people mm-hmm. and these are a little bit more of um, actual definitions not yes. just Nimra and Alyssa interpretations of <laughs> the words. Mm-hmm. These are Oxford Dictionary sort of, Ish, a dictionary defined ones. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so should I say what we're going for gift is something given voluntarily.
0: Makes sense.
1: Yeah, broad, but I think it's. I think that's a good way to like catch them all, like Pokemon. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> and for reparations, we have the action of making amends for a wrong one has done by providing payment or other assistance to those who have been wronged.
0: Yeah. Also, pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just As an FYI, reparations can mean literally just. And if you've done something wrong, mm. it's like an act of, like, an apology. Yes, exactly. tangible form, not just words. Because mm. we don't like words, yes. right? We like actions yes, and or money. Mm.
1: Money, money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um. And then I had a couple other words because mm. I felt these might come up in conversation. I have equity, the quality of being fair and impartial. And then equality Because for me, I always kind of get these confused. I'm like, I know which one Mm. I'm feeling. I'm not sure if I'm using the right word. So for equality, it's the state of being equal, especially in status, rights or opportunities. So that will probably be like under reparations and stuff. So Mm. um, yeah, so those are the definitions. And I guess we'll now just go into the actual, our actual experiences like with different cultures of gifting, whether it's ones that we have been like raised in or we've experienced through living, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you should go first, friend.
0: <laughs> so gifting is something Nima and I were talking about before mm. and I really didn't understand it, I think, in the same way that Nima's interpretation of it is different to mine. Mm. And to me, gifting is more for a celebration and it's more like event-based so like Mm. um in weddings um it tends to be like you you basically want to try and you want to try and get as much money for that (laughs) wedding you want that wedding to pay for itself Mm. um and that tends to be the type of gifting the same with you know uh gifting I guess for birthdays or special events, that is my interpretation of gifting. And I was just thinking, you know, a good example of where gifting is is a little bit outside of it's event based, but it is quite specific. Is actually Lunar New Year. Oh yes. So Lunar New Year on New's eight, the Eve, New's Eve, mm-hmm, China, mm-hmm. Um, It tends to be they give you like a little red envelope mm-hmm. and they give you money. Mm-hmm. Um, and we I grew up in Australia, we had a lot of, like, Chinese presence. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of Chinese people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how this is interpreted, but we would do, like, I remember I, we'd do colouring and stuff of, like,
1: Chinese oh, New nice. Year and stuff.
0: But, oh, in school? Yeah, in school. Oh, I like this. And then this. the banks, probably to encourage capitalism, <laughs> um, would give out these little, like, uh, red envelopes with, like, oh. gold lettering. And, mm-hmm. like, my mom used to give me... Like obviously we're not Asian, mm-hmm. so she didn't fully comply with this of giving. Usually you went to give like you know quality money, good <laughs> money. My mom would be like, "Here's two dollars," and I'd be like, "Oh well, I mean it was two dollars I it's didn't have before." Is two dollars a coin or a note in Australia? Uh, it's a coin. It's okay. a small coin. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know I'd be like, "Oh okay, cool." And sometimes you get three dollars, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so she used to give it in. I think obviously she wanted to give us not a note, but yeah. also I think her understanding was she wanted to give it in gold as in like to represent the new year. Aww. So that is kind of the gifting is like which is obviously like we don't do anything with New Year's Eve, we just get drunk. Um <laughs> so yeah, that's my understanding and my experience with gifting is mm-hmm. and I know that we were talking about um the prevalence of like cash apps and Venmos in mm. the US, which I was mm-hmm. really surprised at. But I also I saw on TikTok, hey um <laughs> This girl saying that part of the reason why, which might feed into the gifting culture, part of the reason why um, people use those third party apps is because you know how in, I don't know, in Australia and in the UK, you just give like like your BSB or your sort code and then your account number yeah. and then you give it to me and I can just transfer your money straight away. No yeah, problem. Yeah. And apparently that doesn't happen in the US and or if it does, you have to pay for the transaction. Yeah,
1: I remember that actually being there. I think you do get charged for transactions. You get even charged if you uh, I'm a bit stale because I haven't been in the states yeah. for a while. I haven't had an account with them since I left uni. Yeah, you would have to I think you do get charged for yeah. transactions and I think if you don't like use something with ATMs as well. I can't remember right now.
0: It was it was ridiculous, but 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 I presume that, that makes sense. that does that that and so then because it became super easy. I mean, I think also because so while it probably it's easier for us in terms of using just our account numbers and whatever, Mm. I guess also you're not wanting to give like rando people your account number because there's, you know, obviously that's associated with your bank account versus the cash app is like, well, here's my like username. Just your name that goes directly to your account. Your cash tag, as you will. Oh, is that what they call it? A cash tag? I
1: mean, it does sound like something. It does sound legit to that's, be
0: honest. That's <laughs> what I understand because they would say that. What's your cash tag? Which, yeah. Oh I just know it's just like what's your cash
1: I just say cash app name. I don't know. What's your cash app? I don't I don't know. I not, I'm
0: just here I've only just started using that it. But I'm pretty sure it's cash tag.
1: Okay, okay. So, so it's I is feel cash like if people. anyone
0: is down with the lingo of what Let's the kids are saying, it. it's definitely me because I I, you are a TikToker. I love to get on and find out. Mm-hmm. My friend Faye was just saying that she she's like, I've got a younger friend. She's telling me all the lingo and what's going on. And I was like, I need to hang out with this person as well because <laughs> I don't want to get old in my linguistics. Mm-hmm. I want to keep it fresh and new.
1: In, fair enough, friend.
0: Fair enough. This is good. Bit of a diversion. but So, so what's no. what's your interpretation of like, I'm interested to hear because I know in Nigerian culture it is keeping our conversation wildly different to my (laughs) interpretation of it
1: yeah gifting is uh, growing up i was telling Alyssa earlier is that um in general like if you have visitors over your house or if you go and visit someone else like it's guaranteed or expected at least like when we even even when we were growing up in the uk to be honest Mm. with most of um like our nigerian Family friends, I'll say more so like family friends, you would expect like some money dropped into your hand when you're leaving. It's like a parting gift. I don't, you, it's, I, let's call it parting money just for the sake of it. Like it was like, oh, you know, just a little something, you know, buy sweets. And especially it would always, is, I, it was very, um, I don't know if it was more, more likely with people who were, um, maybe based abroad and they came to visit and they would always give you money.
0: How much are we talking?
1: I don't know as a kid and money just seems like amazing when you don't have any responsibilities everything seems great but I will say there was definitely a trend between the the status of the person Mm. (laughs) and your age Mm. when you're receiving and maybe the time they might be visiting so maybe if it was let's say an uncle that is doing well when it happened to be your birthday you'd get a bit more obviously right mm-hmm. or around christmas christmas is when we went when we moved to nigeria's kids like oh you know you're making the rounds you're making like trips around people's houses it's either money or sometimes it might just give you sweets or something but you will always get something and then um And I don't think it actually stops when you get older. It develops. It goes beyond like a closed fist hand of money or whatever. And like they drop it and give it in your hands, you know, like shaking hand. And like, (laughs) I'm assuming that's how bribes works. Some of them are like that. But like, as I've gotten older, it's more like um, in an envelope. And I wonder if, I don't know if that's a time thing or like age thing, but I've gotten, it might be an envelope or it might just be like, oh, what's your bank account? And they'll drop something in there.
0: Look at Nigeria, um, (laughs) way ahead of America with with transfers of
1: money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, You know what? I do think Nigerian banking in regards to like alerts and stuff Mm. is a lot more on it. Versus the West, in my experience. Because mm. in Nigeria, like when I get paid, I get a text message. If I get debits I can, and credits that alerts, you get text message alerts and you know where you are yeah. all the time. I think that's really good. So that I think that that's really good, getting yeah. those alerts. And there's actually a song, I can't remember who it is right now, but there's that like, that says, I don't get alerts, God, you win. So we like, it's like we're just all about the money honey (laughs) it's great wait so
0: you actually you told me that that you have a word for when someone's gonna like give you money oh let me like dash you yeah and i just thought that was the greatest word ever
1: (laughs) sometimes they'll be like oh let me just dash you something small you know that kind of thing but yeah i I feel like we should
0: use that by the way just put that into a lexicon yeah i'm just gonna dash you some money something Easy.
1: But um yeah, I don't think it stops when you get to it I mean, there are some people that I haven't been getting as much, like when you see them and I don't expect it because I'm a bit older. But it would be nice. I mean oh my who God. who denies money? Yeah. But like, no, yeah I don't think it stops. i you still get like an envelope from some people. Again, like I said, it depends on the status.
0: Does it <laughs> doesn't depend on the occasion.
1: And if you're going to school, when I went going yeah. to sorry, when I was going to the States, I did remember um getting obviously because you're going to uni yeah. they'll be like oh you know here's some money for school and everything take care of yourself yeah so again like it's just i think it's a a case of wishing people well yeah. so that yeah.
0: is i was just gonna ask does it depend on the relationship to you yes i think that definitely
1: makes that goes again and um, that's also one of the factors in mm. the, with the status and how close they are mm. with you um yeah let me say they're probably like positively invested in my life Oh, that's what I would like to say. That's how I'll put it. it. Is those ones that, and those are the ones that mean the most because I know they're not just, you know, some people can be quite manipulative mm. when they're in their giving of money. Um, at least that I have witnessed, and I don't think that's healthy. Obviously, manipulating people through money isn't a great way <laughs> to have a relationship with anybody. But no, no. Um, yeah, but that's why I'm always like, as long as you're giving from a good place, yeah, I think that's okay. I agree. Oh, I was gonna say about the spraying. Because oh, yeah. you mentioned weddings before. Oh,
0: this is the greatest thing I've ever heard.
1: Well, you go first with your or should I go first with the Nigerian spraying of money at weddings and then you'll talk about because you're talking about Italian weddings. Yeah, they tend yeah. to
0: give you a lot of money and it tends to be like, I don't know if you pin it, because I've never really... I mean, they might have done back Oh, did in the they day. pin money? Well, they definitely... I think that the Americans that do be. that. They definitely have done... I know that that used to be more... I think that's more old school. I don't think mm-hmm. they're like... Because nowadays, like, people got expensive dresses. They don't want no pins on that shit. <laughs> like, they're this like, is oh, a fair what? point. Like, my dress costs $12,000. Get your safety <laughs> pin away from that, bitch. <laughs>
1: let's be let's be practical
0: here people Uh, 100% so and then normally like and I think like coming back to envelopes that's also another thing is like they do I mean even in Australian ones they have like wishing wells and stuff like that oh um, At the wedding,
1: or is this in general? Like
0: in, in in the wedding, so instead of like gifts, they'll just have mm-hmm. this like wishing well, and you just like put an envelope with your card in it. Although I remember when but it's, it's not birth- a wet well, is it? It's like an is it, is it like a bowl? Sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Being very it's de- specific. De- it's <laughs> definitely it's more like it's just it's called a wishing well, but it's obviously yeah, it's definitely not in the ground. <laughs> it's more of a it's more of a bucket type vibe. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time it sounds like offering in the oh church. My God. It, it is a bit. Mm-hmm. So the first the, which is how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. So the first time I we went to a wedding and it wasn't... Um, they were just like... like uh, They weren't Italian or anything like that. They had this wishing well and I, I knew that they wanted money and so I literally just got $50 out of my wallet and just put it in there. Mm-hmm. And then I realised that people... <laughs> Putting them in like so that no one know that they gave it to them in an envelope, and I was oh. like, oh, "It's too late now." And so, so you're I'm, supposed to label it, yeah. And like say essentially, that it was it's, from you. it's meant to come in the card of like, "Hey, thank you so much." Like you know, thank you for including me in your special day. Oh, here's yeah. money to support. You yeah, know, yeah. and I mean, because also I think it probably encourages people to write cards, which I think people really like for a wedding. Mm. Um, but yeah, so here I am, just getting my money out, and just dropping it in just being like and then I realized and I had to message them and say hey I don't know if you found some like loose money at the bottom but I definitely dropped in and then I was I was vague and I didn't say how much I put in in Mm -hmm. case other people had done that so I could sort of double the claim
1: (laughs) yeah that's funny but now you say that with the wishing well thing or did you say wishing
0: yeah wishing well
1: um like because i guess that, it's well wishes as
0: well right because mm, it's not just money yeah. it's like people writing like, and money yeah
1: oh, that's,
0: that's actually that's quite cute. pretty
1: actually and you know now i think about it i've gone to mostly nigerian weddings obviously being nigerian but um the western weddings i've gone to i went to a sorority sisters of mine like a couple of years ago now and so that was like my first american western wedding. yeah but it was a like black American I don't know if this is a new thing too, so I can't speak on that orally, but I guess people are leaning more to like, "Oh, just give us like money <laughs> everyone's in for the wedding, and so that's quite common, and I've noticed that here as well, actually, even from Nigerians who are based here. But yeah, going back to the money in Nigerian weddings and spraying. So we call it spraying. I was first introduced to money being thrown at people, not thrown at people, sprayed at people. I'm going to use because I feel throwing is a bit harsh. (laughs) It it, It doesn't. Yeah, it it gives doesn't give the right visuals. I'm going for sort of gentler. Yes, and you're spraying from a good place. Mm -hmm. So spraying in Nigerian, and I'm. I think I've actually seen some other West African cultures, but I don't want to misquote and say what I don't know. So I'm talking from a Nigerian perspective here. So, um, when, when I was a kid, we went to Nigeria for my mom's dad's memorial, and like it was like you just know. But before we went to Nigeria, I knew that you go to Nigerian parties, you dance, you mm. get money. It's not like you get a check at the end of the event. It's like when you're dancing, you get sprayed cash.
0: So Nima was so there was like, making money. Bro,
1: you know, you're a kid. You know, kids get excited with money. Hundred percent. At least I did, and I know my siblings and cousins did. It was like. Guaranteed, break a break a move on the dance floor and dance long enough. You will have enough money for some extra candy. What's good? Let's do this anyhow. So it was like mm-hmm. you would get on the dance floor, you'd be dancing, and they will hype you up. You know, you know how it is when you see yeah. kids, even when yeah. they don't know how to dance, yeah. you just be
0: like, "Yeah." Get Anytime it, get kids it, do anything, people are like, "Oh my god, amazing job, oh, Brian! Such a skill, oh killed gosh, it!" And look even at this child, you're prodigy. Like, <laughs> try not to laugh.
1: Right, exactly. You're laughing at them, but you're also like. Encouraging them,
0: them. (laughs) lovely.
1: So, like, um, yeah, so basically, you'd go to these events and you'd just be like, Oh, we just know you'd be like counting your money and everything, feeling like you're doing a little something. But, yes, so that's called spraying, and it can be in naira, which is the currency in Nigeria, it can be dollars and it can be pounds. But, obviously, the currency of a higher, I mean, I've never really seen anyone sprayed with Australian, but I've never gone to an Australian A wedding where an Australian person was there. So or oh, that I knew of anyway. That
0: will be a first when people like get st- married. <laughs> ah, you <laughs> could bring... Me.
1: Yes, you mm. could do that. Um, uh, but um, I think mainly it's more popular to have, like, pounds and dollars, obviously, because... It's yeah, worth more, so yeah, fair. Yeah, so that's probably... But and plus it gives bring- that status yeah. as well, isn't it, again? Um, mm. But, yeah, so spraying... So that's the interesting thing, because I remember having a conversation with a Nigerian friend of, like, how some people see it as a derogatory thing, mm. because they think instantly of strippers being... Um, people throwing ones at strippers. And I was like, but the funny thing is like for me, because of my own personal experience in life, like I don't see it as derogatory because well, that's not how I was introduced that... to money being thrown at someone. Yeah. Is I that mean, how something...
0: much money you like were people on your own? It wouldn't be like, in one honey. Yeah.
1: No, no ma'am. No, there were Well actually, no, some I think some people do. Somebody's probably like, yes, some people do, probably. But again, it depends on the person.
0: So like well, were they giving you more than one dollar?
1: No, no, no. When I was a kid, it was mainly a Naira. All right. But like, I'm saying probably when you go to someone's wedding or something. Oh, okay. So they'll probably have, okay. they'll probably have like a wad of like Nairas, like freshly minted 100 nairas, freshly minted 200 nairas, or thousands depending on who they want to spray because not only will you spray like the celebrants you might spray the live band that is singing because that's another thing that's common at weddings like um they pray sing like especially in the yoruba culture they'll pray sing like the couple the parents sometimes you have like a chairman at weddings that's another thing we might need a wedding episode yeah but anyhow like um yeah, they are praising people. And when you're praising, obviously the person that you're praising will spray you. Like, it's kind of like, oh, you know, thank you for like gassing me up, <laughs> basically. I think that's the best way of putting it to be honest with you. But um, yeah, so spraying. So I would assume if I was going about it now in my adult mind, if I was going to a wedding and I had like foreign currency in Naira, I would probably reserve like my foreign currency for like the couple. Mm. and then denying everything for everyone else. Mm. Because who am I really here for? A yeah, The couple. But that's just 100%. me. I don't know how everyone else does it. But um, yeah, so that's how it's done, really. So I think maybe ones, but I think some people who like want to feel... You know, it's all about ego, how people are. They want to feel their ego. They want to be seen as big guys. How are you wearing a badda? Do you know what an abada is? But an abada is basically like a um, an outfit that men wear in Nigeria, mainly like Yoruba. And it looks like a big um like gown but it has sleeves long sleeves like wide open sleeves so imagine you wearing like a really good outfit that gives you like a stately look you can't just be spraying small money no it has to be well minted money of like a good denomination come on you gotta do the whole package packaging i think we specialize in packaging in nigeria (laughs) i think so specialty for sure but, yeah.
0: I was just thinking we might switch gears a little bit and mm-hmm. sort of, I guess, the opposite end of that, but still, I guess, the element of money mm-hmm. is reparations.
1: Yeah, I think we were speaking about something that we found quite common that we're seeing a lot now, especially since Black Lives Matter, mm. like really um, the escalation of protests globally after the George Floyd, Breonna Taylor um, murders last summer. 2020 was the thing of people saying like give money I can't remember where it was started if it was like give money to black people or like and I think you called it civil level
0: no so I've definitely seen it called and that's how I understand it is Mm -hmm. citizen level reparations okay okay Mm -hmm. um and I don't you're right I don't know where it came from and I've Mm -hmm. listened to another podcast episode where they were actually investigating this whole um, – I should send it to you. Because um, I Googled called... it. I couldn't find it. I kid you not. So I definitely sat down on social media. Mm-hmm. But I know there was this podcast where I listened to it where they were talking about some – ta- I don't know if they were talking to several people, but I definitely remember one black girl. They were talking to her about how she'd gotten money. And obviously this is a thing in, a, in the U.S. where people have maybe their cash app more visible on their social media. Mm. And she'd said that she got Venmo'd or Cash App, um, like five dollars, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, buy yourself a coffee, and like that's like a whole other episode, like that's a whole thing of like random white people deciding to give like, like two dollars, which is just like, the, I mean, I think that this is what we're talking about with um reparations, is how mm-hmm. all these things muddy the water and confuse that the. the you know i guess the more wider conversations around reparations from a state level mm-hmm. but my understanding of where these citizen level reparations have come from is from social media and i've definitely seen some mm. prominent um black influencers yeah um i don't know if influence is the right word for highly who, visible yeah. people Thank you, Nima. That's fine. I know because influencers <laughs> kind of has that negati- negative, negative connotation. Yeah, influencers connotation. like because uh, they're not like that's going like, to Dubai in a pandemic. Like, Hundred <laughs> percent, that is not what they're doing. Um, but they would be like black people, drop your cash up in the in the comments, and like white people, like go and give them money. Mm. Um, and then there was another. There's another person that I follow, and she definitely she's like uplifting black people, and she's like, um, state reparations are owed but as a citizen level reparations. Mm. Um, I'm not American. I've never lived in America. So I was confused a little bit by, like, I didn't quite, I mean, reparations to me is a newer concept in in my mind mm-hmm. um, and ha- isn't something that I've delved super deep into. And I mean, to be fair, it's so complicated in terms of how it looks yeah. and what it looks like. I'm not really surprised Um but i think like do i believe that black people and people of african heritage or origin are owed reparations yes mm. but i also think that there's a lot of countries in south america caribbean yeah. um asia middle east who are also owed reparations
1: a lot of the global south in general 100% even in australia when you when you talk about your um As, uh, like
0: indigenous australians indigenous, yeah Quite literally, should be owed billions of dollars mm-hmm, for the way mm-hmm. that we um, committed genocide and mm-hmm. continue to do that. Um, so it's it's a it's an interesting concept of that, and I think there's this um, when I say muddy the borders, I'm thinking like specifically of the conversation around gifting versus yes. reparations, mm-hmm. and I know that there's some influences, yes, uh, in the UK, in the UK specifically who basically believe and, and encourage people to give themselves money, mm. uh, you you know, and it's directed towards white women. Yeah. And, I mean, I do think, like, this is, like, such a nuanced conversation of, like, you know, white women essentially feeling guilty and then just giving money to kind of alleviate their guilt. Like, is that mm. a helpful practice? Like, I mean, it, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm white. We're so. not experts in it, but we have... Thoughts.
1: <laughs> I <be>. have thoughts. <laughs> I will speak on my behalf, and I know I have thoughts. But continue.
0: No, I think that is a really. It's just a like it, you know Nimmer and I when we were talking about this episode. It's like well, what do we want to talk about and how do we want to bring it together? And talking about reparations. And we've spoken about this because Nimra and I have really like fun conversations about reparations, as <laughs> you can tell. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty on the regs. Um, <laughs> we've to- spoken about like how would you actually go about activating reparations to people. Mm. And I swear to you, we get so, like, it's like, oh, we can't just give them money because if actually, like, on an institutional um, and ideological level, you know, uh, segregation is still happening in the prisons pipeline... Um there's still just so, so many existence. layers to try and infiltrate it's it 100%. Time's gone by so
1: long. Sorry to interrupt. No, I it, mean the, that, yeah.
0: that's exactly right and then I guess like when you think about it is it we've spoken about how is quite passionate about how if you give money to people but then you don't explain or they don't have that access the, the to the right, yeah, the tools and to the be able to, to
1: lift themselves hmm, properly from maybe the certain level of deprivation they might be in, are you really helping or harming them? Mm. Because ultimately, I think a really good way to help like bring this to light is that... Uh, or like explain this a little bit better because mine is from personal experience of knowing people who have perhaps come from backgrounds where they, they didn't come from money. So my example I was going to use was um, GoFundMe recently had like put out a statement saying that <laughs> basically they i can't remember it verbatim but they were saying they were founded as a community for fundraising and stuff mm. like that or whatnot but what they've noticed especially since the pandemic and they were specifically talking about the united states was the fact that there are so many fundraisers for basic necessities yeah. right and the state needs to come in like yeah. the state is not doing enough yeah and i'm like if GoFundMe. me is telling you these things. Imagine the data they have that they're looking at and they're like, shit is bad. And they're calling out the United States of America. And to be honest, they didn't have to tell me this for me to be like, oh, I agree. Yeah, Because again, it goes back to when you intentionally refuse to properly fund and um, develop communities um, all around in general, just providing even something as basic as healthcare. When people are in debt because of healthcare bills yeah that's a problem absolutely healthcare is actually a human right you should actually have access to it without having to worry about going into financial debt for healthcare like i'm not even just bsing it's it's like one of the un things but anyhow they shouldn't be having to worry about simple things like that and Mm -hmm. you know feeding your child like there should be these bare minimum standards that you can say all the citizens of our country like our kids are fine they shouldn't be living in poverty that's an issue too so um ultimately i'm just saying that i believe the state needs to work on making sure that the foundation is set for everyone 100%. and because the point because of historically at least in the states especially i guess we're going back to that is that they've intentionally like underfunded certain communities especially you, know, you want the indigenous indigenous black latina anybody who ain't white basically yeah. <laughs> they've underfunded them to the point that now even if you were to say and i was saying this to you i think on the course yeah. like, even if you were to say that okay everyone gets universal health care okay everyone gets universal health care and they don't have to worry about the debt but the access and the standard of it isn't going to be equal in all parts even now i think i was reading a newspaper article headline i didn't read the article I didn't have time but i did see a headline <laughs> just being candid here um that basically um they were even finding that in lower underserved areas in the states like that are predominantly black and ethnic minority um ethnic I, u- I say ethnic minorities because we use that here in the uk so say i should racialized say, minorities yeah racialized minorities yeah. i guess um what they're saying is they're finding that white people from more um, middle class and higher class areas are going to those underserved areas to get the vaccines or or medical services that are available. Yeah, can you imagine? I'm literally that wild. I was like, huh, but I'm not surprised, right? Yeah. But they wouldn't go there for their regular checkups and stuff. They're like, oh my gosh, the standard is probably so, subpar so compared to what they're used yeah. to getting, right? And we already know this is like reflected in when you see black women's motel- yeah, maternal mortality
0: rates and because yeah, exactly. you are more like. So,
1: I feel like all of this is reflected, and so there is so much data to like
0: back this up. I mean, I, I do actually. I don't know about if because obviously we technically have universal healthcare in the um, UK. I mean, a for now, that. sorry, um, but sorry. I, no, no, you know, for we got sure, a Tory government and all. But yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but I also I don't know. I I haven't seen any data. Around it, but I'd be interested to see if actually, because obviously there's pockets, especially specifically in London, mm-hmm. where there's like a higher majority of um Asian and Black um people, yeah. And I don't know if that impacts the sort of services available, but I'd imagine that there'd probably be less doctors available, yeah, because um, they've
1: been um, merging trusts. Yes, I think I saw someone mentioning that say for example in east london or so there used to be maybe three hospitals Mm -hmm. they made them into one and that was before the pandemic so imagine how much stress that is putting that one trust and a trust is basically just just think of a hospital basically let's make it easier for people that might not be english or might not understand the concept or Mm. the structure but like um yeah so imagine what's that how the stress is for that for the trust itself and the people within that population not getting the right services. And they're still trying to now merge more trusts. But
0: exactly. government. I think that that's exactly what I'm saying is, you know, we technically have healthcare for everyone. Yeah. But clearly, and I mean, clearly people are not getting access to it in the Mm -hmm. same way across the board, which I think is, Nima's point is about reparations is, you know... like universal healthcare, yes, we could get it, but like if it's still going to have the same sort of outcome that happens in the UK, Mm. it's not really the solution. And I think the other thing is if, if you give like monetary reparations and then they have to use them... To pay for healthcare, yes, the basic necessities. What's the what point? the fuck? What's the point? Mm-hmm. Like honestly, they might as well. I mean, they might as well just give the money back to the state to actually give them their healthcare. Yeah, that would probably be less stressful for them. Um, I'd rather the state would sort out
1: and make sure the standard of living was like equal. Yeah. if that makes sense, to a good standard for everyone, and mm. then you can worry about everything. Outside of that,
0: right? What do they say when when the boat rises? Everyone kind of rises together, or something. Some quote. I'm misquoting it completely.
1: I think I'm. When I can the ship rises. Visually-
0: There's something to that effect, but essentially, and I mean, I know, I don't think that that's obviously not the answer to reparations. And Mm. I think when we are speaking of it specifically in this instance, we're talking about the US, Mm -hmm. but I would be interested um, in hearing about your opinion on reparations in specifically as an African woman, Mm -hmm. because I, I am well, I was, I'm not now, mm-hmm. but I was definitely ignorant of that. Cause I just always thought like, I mean, I was like, yeah, probably indigenous people in Australia, but that to me felt very clear. Cause you know, you're there, we killed them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah. And also I was there so I could see that, but I, I was surprised and it wasn't Nimmer, it was another friend of mine that had said, well, no, I think, um, Africa deserves reparations. And I literally never entered my mind at mm. all. And I was like, Oh, Really? And she's like, yeah. And then she just said what they've done to Africa as a, it's very as a continent, um, you know, what they continue to do, the way that they, you know, and they, I mean, I'm talking about like Europe. The West. The global West, um, you know, continue to, I guess, like put people into extreme debt, mm-hmm. like by people, I mean actual countries, not mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. Um, into extreme debt. Uh, And they continue to, I guess, like the effects of colonization are felt today Mm -hmm. in Africa. And you can see it in the way that they um, are not seen as like a global superpower or like they're not. Even
1: in this pandemic, Mm -hmm. it's,
0: it's very clear in the way that they
1: intentionally say, for example, there was a list that the uk made the red list yeah the red list of countries that you mm-hmm. basically can't come from into the uk during the pandemic because of fear of certain strains being spread right
0: just and fyi i don't think south africa was actually on that list do you know what i'm not 100 neither south was the united wasn't. states
1: yeah and it's like but they're like anyhow you know and i think they even had what was shocking they had rwanda and i was like Rwanda? I,
0: my, I thought they were doing quite do well you know about what? restraining this I thing. I can 100% say, because uh, of where I work, we mm-hmm. uh, we have partners in uh, Rwanda. And they are doing, I mean, they're obviously not doing amazing, but yeah. like they're doing pretty well. Yeah. and Better think, than the UK government, I bet. Like, so many people better than... The UK government, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like the, so, they're doing really well with that, and so it's interesting. They, they and I think they put Botswana, and they were like yeah. zero cases for like X amount of time. Yeah, where are, I don't know where this list. I don't. There's a few. What's the logic? It was behind? very. It was a very uh, bizarre list when mm-hmm. I saw it, um, and it, they didn't have like Lebanon on it. Which mm-hmm. no shade to Lebanon, um, but Lebanon's like got a massive coronavirus situation mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, so I couldn't. I suspected that this is a ploy or a way to totally just as a bit of a fuck you to these countries. Because when I looked I at that, I just don't list, feel like having you in my country. 100%, that's what it sounds it like. It was fair, to me. Or I thought it might have been a little bit more political. It's like there's obviously been some other, some sort of other situation. Yeah, trade, finance, something where there's something going on that they are purposely. Because the list was literally all over the shop. It mm-hmm. wasn't even like it wasn't just Africa, it wasn't just Asia. There wasn't
1: a trend that you could be I like, Oh, I can understand yeah. where this is going. It made no it was, sense it was, to me.
0: It had no sense of direction. And um This is why I think it's like a political definite thing. Example of like where we're still enacting our power to yeah. force um other countries into doing our bidding and you know listening to us and being seen as like we are the leaders in every conversation
1: meanwhile as the pandemic has shown nobody knows what they're doing no
0: one knows what they're doing especially the global north africa (laughs) as a continent has done much better than europe as a continent the united states in
1: at least in putting like um like well restrictions and stuff. It seems like they were making a bit more sense, which which makes sense when you're not that well funded or you don't have like yeah, great you have infrastructure. To- you know But <laughs> like-
0: actually that's probably it's so funny. You know, we're all like, oh like I know like I remember being worried about Africa thinking like, oh my God, this would be so bad for um all those countries but you know, I think actually it's I think it's a great demonstration of actually Prevention is actually better than When they to shut do it. down those
1: borders, I was extremely alleviated uh-huh. because I've worked in Nigeria. I've worked on projects that would we would check out like um feasibility studies on like healthcare services in Nigeria and I know how bad it is. Mm. I know how under funded and how the infrastructure is just in need of so much more investment Mm. so for me personally i honestly had so much anxiety like when this stuff happened because i was like i know what ebola did yeah and i was on ground when ebola was happening in nigeria and i know i was worried or whatever but when i now worked in the system of seeing how it works in terms of healthcare in nigeria i was like we're not even ready if a pandemic really comes full force it will literally go to shambles and then a pandemic that is global that you can't run away way to another country to help you because everyone is under pressure yeah like it's really bad and that's what everyone's realizing now it's like oh maybe we should be funding our own state um healthcare structures but anyhow um in general going back to the question of reparations reparations, i feel a bit i'm always a bit funny about reparations because again going back to having seen instances of when people do get access to lots of money Mm. and you see like it, it's, I just don't think throwing money at anything fixes anything. Yeah. If it's not well-intentioned and if it doesn't start from the ground up, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, what's the point of, like, just being, oh, here's 20 pounds. What's that saying when they say, if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. If you teach him out a of fish, he eats for life. So I guess the point is that you should help somebody from the bottom making sure that they have those basic things first. Yeah exactly so I, and the reparations and it's also because our governments are quite corrupt I, was literally I think that's why. ask um,
0: that I think mm. that there's that and I mean that's probably the reason mm-hmm. that it's easier to look at what United States does is because it's like an internal kind of job like mm-hmm. as in the money is coming from that particular state to their citizens mm-hmm. so I think that makes it easier to look at Versus, I think, if another country is giving, like, so if the UK was like, oh, we're going to give money to, like, Ghana or something like that, I think then it starts getting, like, you know, us as citizens are like, well, we want to know how it's spent, which is always, like, a judgment. And, you
1: know, they always, when this, when a country like a UK gives money to states in Nigeria or, like, Africa, I am of the impression that it ends up just passing hands into yeah. upper the upper echelon. Let's say that. I mean, it's yeah. like somebody that feels, oh, I have a charity and a business and I have applied for this Bill Gates and Melinda Gates um, fellowship. fellowship. And I plan on doing XYZ for my country. And because they're smart enough to pull up receipts, quote unquote, to show that they have actually done this thing, does the money really filter down properly, mm. or does it just go into their pockets and help fund for their children's education or their luxury lifestyle? I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers, but I'm just, I'm just questioning because, I mean, it's, yeah, because sometimes it's like, I wonder if this is actually like getting down to the people that need it, and I feel that sometimes it should be. I, I would like to read more. Maybe we need to do an episode with someone who's like really does work in this, but like a good follow-up episode, yeah. yeah. But like. I would be interested to know how because China is putting a lot of money into Africa, and I'm not gonna lie. When I was in Nigeria, I was very like cautious about it because I was like, "This feels like like a new type of colonization, another wave of colonization." Because
0: I would I guess just it because depends where the money is going, doesn't ex- it?
1: Exactly, and how it's being done. Because I honestly, because I just had that taste of I know how we've been affected by. The West. I mean, I think that that's a good who's to say the East isn't doing the I same mean, thing, I, and they do. I this... get what mm. you mean,
0: and I I do wonder if like even though I'm not sure, like I I obviously I'm not super aware of what's going on mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. with that, um, but I've had other friends tell me about it. But I wonder if that fear is a little bit of first of all I projecting projecting <laughs> of like other <laughs> mm. things. You know, they've experienced colonization, mm. so they're fearful of other people doing the same thing, doing over the same and over thing again. Do I, but I, I might put the question to you a little bit. Do you think if it was another country, or I don't know, maybe like somewhere, what's well not, maybe like a Caribbean country coming in, so people that are more likely to look like you coming in and doing it, would you think that you would feel the same way? I would question it too a bit. Yeah. And okay. the reason I say that is
1: because of knowing that countries like, I've said Rwanda quite a lot in this podcast, but like, but countries that border the democratic mm. republic of congo are benefiting from the unrest that is going on yeah. in congo by literally exporting um raw minerals like diamonds and stuff yeah. for their own country's gain right yeah we're all in no we're not all in the same boat because everyone is in the different levels of besse. Besse means like problems in, Niger, in nigerian lingo beset. so like besse. i'm probably not even pronouncing it great so don't but Don't but use it
0: in your own like Sicolissa because uh, people not I know. Might,
1: yeah, yeah, they might not get it. So therefore I think I'm always just naturally questioning everything yeah. and everyone. Not because because I think that we should naturally do that. You should have these questions just to be precautious, mm-hmm. right? Rather than just assuming everyone is your friend. You know, that kind of thing. Your neighbour is not necessarily they're doing what they can do to help them eat in mm-hmm. that right in that next in that moment, you know? So as much as I would like to think that, yeah, like because they're also black, that they too have my interest at heart. Unfortunately, human beings aren't Mm. like that. And also it might be because I'm Nigerian. And I say that because the reason I say that is because, and it's very different from a lot of other countries. It's just something I've noticed in different conversations because in Nigeria, we have over 300 tribes. I don't know how many other countries in Africa in general have such a diverse pool of ne- ethnicities that you now realise like how you have to work with one another. Mm. And we've had civil war in Nigeria, so we know what it is. And even till today, people are still kind of living off of that, being still defensive because there's a lot of trauma there as mm. well still that hasn't been properly unpacked. So you understand that just because somebody has the same skin as you, complexion, that doesn't mean they're your friend. It I mean, goes beyond yeah. that. There, everyone is very different. So, like your Paddy is not next door just because they happen to look like you. You know? Yeah.
0: No. Exactly. I, I get. What, I do get what you're saying, and
1: that's why I say that. But that maybe because I'm Nigerian. I mean,
0: to be <laughs> okay. fair, I I feel like that was an, like maybe an unfair question because no, fine. I definitely think like if America was doing it, I'd be like fuck the America. Americans. Oh I
1: always think that I'm like I don't feel like this comes with good intentions so, because but, this export of democracy yeah, quote no. unquote is not the is I guess my point one. was
0: you know technically well with the exception of Kamala and Barack Obama like generally speaking the American government are people that look like me mm-hmm. but I am like they definitely do not have my best interests at heart Yeah
1: and even Barack apparently had like I mean, the highest rate of like To be what, fair what was what's those drones uh, of like bombing yeah. African and I mean, countries.
0: So, and I violent. mean, yeah, Kamala and Barack are not necessarily like the best yeah. sort of representation. Repres-
1: it goes, I think that's another conversation of like, it goes beyond representation now. So, I think
0: bring it back to like reparations, I think, and the difference between gifting and reparations, I think they are both nuanced sort of terms. And mm. I think it's like such a big conversation. And I think gifting is like something that I think comes from joy and, I th- and, yes. and love. And care and not to alleviate guilt and to make everything feel better so that mm-hmm. everything can just keep going back to the status quo um i think especially in more interpersonal uh gifting or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. donations or whatever it needs i think i'm not sure i agree with citizen level repra- reparations yeah it's in, very muddy i just i think uh, I think both of our concerns is could be manipulative. It, it definitely can. I mean, it can. I mean, I think we've seen that. Is mm. It can be manipulated, but I think it can also be a way of not getting to state level reparations yeah and staying at citizen level
1: It's very surface level yeah. it's like it's not doing the work it's like you know what the one word i don't feel like we've touched on is like the institutional racism <laughs> well or like I institutional feel- oppression no we definitely in have I we've said so- it without saying yeah. the word. essentially that's the that's giving, the problem that we need to we're fix beyond like throwing some dollars at somebody
0: giving money and then having the institutions be the same mm-hmm. is not the solution. Yeah, I think there needs to, to actually be both. I think that that was the same thing as what we were saying about in Africa, was that there needs to be some taking responsibility for the issues that are in those countries that have a product of colonisation and fixing them before we start giving an influx of cash to people that... Uh,
1: fixing and also just giving them the access the same Sorry, platform. I should not I shouldn't say you use that word. Fixing I think, capacity, I think it's just giving them the same the capacity builds. It's giving them the same the same access and totally. like level of respect just, that you give other countries.
0: I agree with because
1: that that's the problem, yeah. you treat us like others. You know, yeah. like you, remember we have talked about in other podcasts, yeah. how episodes, how like the cost of getting a visa if you're on one passport Oof, is different yeah. to, you know, the process is different. Yeah. I remember my own experience of like going for my student visa when I was in living in Nigeria, I just finished secondary school to go to the States. And I remember how just because I had a British passport, they didn't talk down to me in comparison mm-hmm. to my fellow Nigerians who were only having Nigerian passports. Obviously, because they were like, oh, she can go to England. But just because of passport, that's passport yeah. privilege right there. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, there there are so many layers to this. So I feel like we've just, like, kind of scratched we've, the surface. But we have some recommendations.
0: Yeah. So, we, uh, I think we've definitely covered reparations in the most shallow way that we could because <laughs> quite literally I think in a quick snippet we're episode. so I think just the world is still in the shallow waters of it mm. um we haven't got to the deep stuff yet and I think that that's the reason that Nimra and I are kind of like circling around because mm-hmm. it, it's not that we don't want to go deeper it's mm-hmm. that it's like the world hasn't gone deeper with the case or operations. Well,
1: yeah and you know what if you know someone who's doing the work an academic or mm. someone who is a grassroots organizer mm. that is trying to like you know get the word out um yeah feel free to reach out to us and we would love to have that discussion especially as it goes across the world not just in america or europe or like africa it would be nice to get someone with like great global outreach and experience
0: no definitely we we don't know that much we're just speaking about our own personal experience which is quite limited but yeah (laughs) here we are (laughs) but we tried um, um recommendations yes I, I thought oh well, let's wrap up
1: with recommendations Um, and um i have read it's it's a bit more american focused, but you can obviously do your googles mm. and check out other stuff because there's so much out Google there it's
0: the freest resource that exactly. everyone has
1: honestly because i did find out myself that the whole conversation of reparations had actually started in terms of um focusing mainly on like ind- indigenous communities mm. or whatnot well beyond let's talk beyond of like um holocaust reparations and stuff like that it was in the conversation of indigenous communities like in australia it's, the yeah. u.s and stuff i would
0: say that that is the reason i think it started indigenous indigenous communities is because of land and because yes it's seen as a, a tangible asset mm-hmm. and people are not as valuable as assets mm-hmm. wow Interesting, right there. Oh, just Dropping some gems for you guys. Thank you. So You're do well. your Googles
1: <laughs> and definitely get back to us if there's more that mm-hmm. you want to share with us that you have conversations about reparations, your own experiences, we'd love to share. The recommendations I had to be get straight to the point <laughs> was Tanahisi Coates. I've read his work is amazing he's such an amazing writer between on my the world list. and me are you serious i have a copy he has two articles um originally there was one for the atlantic that talked about reparations i think that was like 2017 or so i might be misquoting here but yeah it was a while back and then there's a newer article where he revisits the case for reparations in a article for the new yorker so i would definitely check out those two ones because he's well he's really good at like mm. writing and it's i think that's a good nice surface level way to get into stuff and then and other reference other books and people that you can read into yeah so that's a good starting point
0: i love that but yeah all right well thank you for listening uh with us as we discussed reparations and gifting feel free to share comment and subscribe follow us on instagram twitter and email us if you have any topic suggestions or questions
1: yes subscribe like and
0: rate <laughs> Tap, <laughs> tap tweet and like <laughs> talk to you later bye <laughs>